the Prince Trail by Track, I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Expedition from Expectation, and neither of the words have ease at the beginning. Recorded autumn 2001 to December 2001 at Paisley Park and released on the 1st of January 2003. On the track, it is Prince, John Blackwell, Rhonda Smith, Candy Dolfer, and Vanessa May. And there's a lot of Vanessa May on this track. She's been credited on every track, but sometimes you can't hear her, because I don't think she's on every track. <laughs> but uh, credits during this particular time were quite lazy by Prince. He was just like, these are all the people. Uh, the track is 8 minutes 23, and joining me to talk about today is Tim Holsizer. Hello, Tim. Hello! Um, I think in terms of a genre, we're in a weird place, because although this album has mostly been kind of like funk jazz, there's a lot of kind of rock influence on this. Like, the kind of tenor saxophone is very kind of like, I don't know, like distorted, and there's a lot of kind of honking going on. There's a, like permanently distorted guitar going on. Like, there's, there's never really like a solid... Like, a lot of the previous songs on this album have had like you know eight bars or 16 bars of like you know a main kind of idea and then everyone has solos this it doesn't feel like you get an idea for more than like four bars before it kind of suddenly is off in a different direction um you know there's a lot of there's a lot of drum on this you know it's nice to hear uh, John Blackwell's drums cuz on some of the tracks he's just basically been um kind of just doing a, a kind of basic kind of back end but here he's really like there's a few times in this uh, particular track particularly at the beginning we you know we start out with about 18 seconds of just drum kind of intro there's a few kind of little solos here and there there's no like there's it's not like there's a minute of like drum solo anywhere on this entire album you let, let alone on this track but there's a few bars here and there where we kind of get little kind of things that the drums do um you know there's a lot of kind of counterpoint stuff between like the saxophone and the keyboards um, and then towards, the, I mean, the whole thing is very loud, um, you know, having the, the kind of, you know, to do the introductions for these, uh, for these different, uh, you know, episodes, I put all the, the songs into, uh, you know, like this program I used to edit and you can see where the peaks are. And this is like one of the loudest tracks on this entire album. <laughs> like it's kind of, and it's not like it's, you know, the, I mean, aside from kind of like towards the end, the final kind of minute, I would say, where things kind of slow down a little bit and get a bit tiny bit quieter. But for like, it's not like this is like a, a boring eight minutes. Like it, it, the track never kind of stops. It's like constantly moving. So, I mean, I wouldn't say for the genre jazz, I would kind of say almost like uh, rock. It just feels like a kind of. I don't know. Everything's so very distorted and loud. It just doesn't, it just doesn't feel like any kind of jazz that I would kind of. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's uh, some Miles Davis that Prince is kind of working off here, kind of something more from like seventies Miles. But it just, it like feels so much louder than the rest of the album. The album is like kind of almost a little bit gentle. And then we get into this track, and it's the final track, and Prince just seems to be throwing it all out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, not being a jazz aficionado myself, I don't know the ins and outs and particulars of of you know what subgenre he's working in here but <laughs> uh i mean it it certainly shows his chops if nothing else and also like you have i mean in in previous tracks you've had kind of spotlights for you know Vanessa May on at least two tracks that i can remember you know a little bit of Candy Dolfer um there's it's very rare that Rhonda Smith gets to do anything other than just a little bit of bass here and there on the, the tracks and i'd say that's the same here like there's there's a little point where it's kind of like just the drum and the bass for about 30 seconds, kind of towards the middle. But that's about the most that you've ever got out of like Rhonda Smith being featured on this entire album, basically. Mm. Um, so it is kind of, you know, I, I don't know. Like it, it, it's it's one of the kind of more interesting songs just because I don't feel like it's it kind of settles. It's constantly like moving. 
Um, you know, and whereas with some of the other songs, it's been very easy to say, oh, this is, you know, like this is the main kind of riff that they're doing. And then Prince has a solo for a minute and then they kind of go back to the main riff and then, you know, you get Candy Dolphin with a solo. Like here, there's, I don't, I mean, I'll refer to stuff as having a solo, but it, it's not, it's just that one instrument is being a little bit louder than the other instruments. Like there's, uh, there's, there's not really a kind of pattern that is kind of established um, there are definite themes. There's at least two kind of distinct themes that the instruments, you know, play. Um, and in the first half of the song, there's one that kind of comes in about a minute and a half in, and it's mostly on the guitar and the, the saxophone. And that kind of just keeps returning, you know, every kind of 30 seconds or so. They kind of go back to this this same riff. Um, and then, you know, we kind of build about three minutes into everyone playing, and then you know, instruments kind of drop out and about four minutes, that's where you kind of just got the drum with like a bit of kind of like roads. And then you you start to get a second kind of idea is brought in a kind of a different theme, um, which is the one which kind of goes up and up and up and up. Um, and then each instrument kind of comes in and joins in um, until until about five minutes in, you start to get this, I don't know if I call it like the, a third like kind of riff, but you have this thing where it's kind of almost the opposite and it starts going down. Um, there's like this kind of descending riff you get a, a kind of keyboard solo for a, a few bars and then you get this kind of stop start and the kind of kind of more staccato kind of call and response um, and then kind of the drums gradually start to slow down a little bit but you then have the the saxophone and guitar kind of working off each other um, and then of course towards the end Prince gets roughly a minute of guitar solo um, which you know is the case on a lot of these songs. <laughs> if if people are getting solos, Prince is the one who gets the longest solos. Of course, um, you know because he's obviously the one in charge. Um, and you, there's quite a bit of um, of Vanessa May in here as well. You know, like uh, violin is very hard to kind of. It's very hard to kind of get it over the top of all these other instruments, but you do kind of towards the end. There's a lot of kind of violin. Um, and then I don't know why, but for like the last 20 seconds, there's a baby crying. And I'm not sure what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't even begin to tell you that. But um, it's interesting. Prince had, you know, of course, dabbled in jazz before a few times, including the, the Madhouse albums. But those are sort of more jazz funk, I think. And this this uh, this is like straight. This album was surprising. It was like straight jazz and I don't think anybody saw this coming from him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I enjoy it. I like this album a lot. It It's one of those albums that makes me, you know, sad about his untimely death because he wasn't afraid to try new things, and I think he had a lot of new things to try out. But that's the way it goes. <laughs> I, th- I think as well, like, you know, you have this kind of this weird period where for... You know, from like, you know, 2002, you know, at the end of One Night Alone, he finishes with an instrumental and then he does these two instrumental jazz albums back to back. Mm. Um, and you just have this period of about 18 months where, you know, Prince seems very invested in, you know, uh, like long form jazz. And then all of a sudden he releases Musicology and it's it's like a complete 180 and it's it, it it's like the least commercial albums that he ever released in fact i would i would say at this point you know news is definitely the least commercial prince album <laughs> that you could probably buy on cd because you couldn't get expectation on cd i th- i think you still can't get expectation on cd <laughs> i think it's only available digitally at the moment um 
but you you kind of you kind of go from these very kind of like the the least successful Prince album possible to him having this huge tour in 2004 and Musicology being like a number one album and selling well selling in inverted commas millions of copies and just like he he just turns around from from this kind of very reclusive kind of you know inward looking kind of couple of albums to his most commercial album probably in at least a decade and it's it's just kind of it's such a weird kind of like 180 um but i i know and and this is kind of like out of all the songs as well this feels like a kind of i don't know like in terms of final tracks it's like it doesn't stop it's like relentless and i think that's probably the most interesting thing about it it's just like these constant changes like you never you never really get a chance to kind of settle with what anyone is doing um you know it's not like we get kind of a leisurely like 16 bars of like a gentle violin solo it's like vanessa may comes in you know uh, about a couple of minutes in with what you assume is going to be like a violin solo but then immediately the saxophone <laughs> takes over and then like all the instruments are back in and like you barely got to hear Vanessa May do anything. <laughs> and then, you know, like, so it, it, I don't know, that seems to be like the kind of thing it's, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know if this was how it was recorded, but I like to imagine Prince just basically randomly pointing at instruments and, and, and kind of candy doll from Vanessa May either side of him, just kind of trying to get, like heard over the kind of the volume of everything else that was going on, um, you know, in that room. I was, yeah, um, I was and, wondering if during your research into this, if you'd heard whether how much of this was mapped out in, in advance, how much was just off the cuff riffing. Um, well, I mean, there's very little credits for expectation because it was all digital, mm-hmm. you know, but on, on uh, NEWS, he does take the credit where it says, you know, directed by Prince rather than performed, composed, and arranged by mm. Prince. So that, to me, it, I guess that's probably something that he expanded on from, um, you know, from from this album, where he, you know, rather than him writing something and having people kind of perform it, it feels very much like he just kind of came in and for each of these tracks was just kind of, you know, starting off with an idea and then, you know, having everyone else come in. It also feels, I mean, this track itself... You know the backbone of it, I would say, is actually John Blackwell. You know, like the the shifting drums is the is the thing that kind of each time the drums each time we get a new kind of change, it's led by the drums, right. and then the rest of the instruments come back in, and then you know the kind of you can see you can kind of hear John Blackwell do something slightly different, and then the rest of the instruments start to kind of you know change a little bit, and then there's a kind of stop, and then it's just the drums, and then when everything comes back in, it's with a different kind of uh, a different kind of motif mm. and i think that's you know that to me that feels like what the backbone of this song is it's it, it feels like prince has just said to john blackwell you know start us off and <laughs> you know you keep playing and we'll just kind of come in and out whenever we feel like it and that that really feels like what this song is but like i said it's not a boring eight minutes like you know you think of you think of kind of like longer prince songs um, and you know, it's not like I. I mean, obviously, I've I've been very outspoken about certain Prince songs that were, you know, say fifteen minutes long, <laughs> where I feel like the idea wasn't fifteen minutes worth of an idea. <laughs> um, but here, I feel like you know, it, it on on like a you know maybe on a different album, maybe this would have been three smaller songs, maybe. Mm. But I think the fact that Prince just keeps the drums going and then brings people in and out. 
Um, it it ends up feeling like um, I mean I don't know that expedition is really a good title for the song, but then I don't know that any of the titles that are given to all these songs really fit them. But I guess you know if you're gonna call it anything, I think expedition kind of sort of fits a little mm. bit. If you think from where you start in the song, which is very kind of like quiet, you know, just a drum intro. And then where you finish, which is kind of with roughly the same thing, but it's mostly, you know, it's the whole band kind of coming to a full stop. And then for some reason, the baby crying, which um, I, just, I, I, I it's such a weird it's such a weird way to end the album. It's like, <laughs> you know, you had like, I don't know what, like an hour or so of this of this particular album. And then Prince is just like, here is a baby crying. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't even fade out. I had to remind myself that this was the last song on the album because I was like, well, the baby cuts off, but maybe it flows into the next track. Oh, there is no next track. <laughs> it is just kind of abrupt. Um, but, st- I mean, like I said, it's not a boring song. This is like, you know, it's weird because this is almost like Prince's most diverse band because you have three women and you have, you know, John Blackwell and Rhonda Smith are both black. Like, mm. there's no white guys in this band. Yeah. Like, this is this is like Prince's least white guy band you know, probably ever. Uh, like even the New Power Generation had uh, Tommy Barbarella in there. So, so I guess there were. I guess um, Third Eye Girl didn't have any white guys in it. No, yeah, but I, yeah, but so yeah, it took him like another decade before he managed to get a band as kind of as diverse as <laughs> this. And I feel like maybe this kind of diversity is helping Prince here because, you know, I feel like if you'd had the MPG just a few years earlier and he'd said to them, "Let's do a jazz album," I, I think some of those, you know, um, some of those people in that band probably would have been like. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Or or even if you'd had, like, you know, The Revolution. I don't think The Revolution could have delivered, you know, an album like this. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, I, I think kind of the, the influences that you get, you know, from John Blackwell and Candy Dolfer um, and even Vanessa May, to a certain extent, I feel, are probably bringing something different, you know, and maybe kind of giving Prince something to kind of think about. Um, and of course, it's worth saying that, like, I think Expectation had a weird subtitle of like New Directions from Prince or New Directions in Music from Prince, something like that when it was first digitally released, mm. um, you know. So but I, I mean, for me, it's very hard to kind of like give you know ratings out of five for some of these songs because it's it, like some of them is very hard to kind of get handled and exactly what Prince was was wanting. Um, and on this, I think, you know, I, I'm going to think that maybe the baby crying at the end signifies like the noise that the band are making. And Prince is kind of, you know, the last two tracks have been fairly kind of quiet and, you know, kind of stayed. And this is kind of very manic and frenetic. And, you know, so uh, for me, I would say probably four out of five. Um, you know, like this isn't an album that I come back to very often. Um, but you know, when I do, it's one of those where you kind of have to kind of listen from beginning to end uh, just to kind of, you know, get the kind of contrast. Um, and I think this is, you know, this is an interesting way to finish the album. Like you say, it just abruptly cuts off. Um, and that's it. (laughs) And I can imagine there might've been people who got the kind of the downloads from the MPG music club who were like, wait there, there's something wrong with my file. What's going on? Like (laughs) I can imagine there were probably some complaints to the, uh, the MPG music club, um, you know, a couple of weeks later, where people were like, "This, like, one, what, who has made this jazz album, and two, uh, there seems to be an issue with some of the files." <laughs> Excuse me, I think you forgot the vocals on this album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I guess, yeah, I'd go four out of five. I mean, yeah, I guess I had to rate it more as a jazz song than as a Prince song, but <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it a lot. 
like you said, it's not a boring eight minutes. And I think that's something as well. Like some of the some of the songs on this album, you know, as I will have discussed, you know, they they may be like a minute too long here, or they don't have like a solid idea of what they want to do, so they just kind of end up turning into noodling. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like mostly this avoids the kind of trap of falling into like wallpaper jazz, which is always the danger when you're just going with instrumentals. Um, you know, obviously Rainbow Children had a, a very heavy jazz influence just because of John Blackwell's drums anyway. And I think there Prince avoided kind of getting too boring. But when you're just going to do a whole album of instrumentals and then following it up with another album of instrumentals, um, you know, there's always a danger that you're going to kind of tip over into kind of wallpaper territory where it's like it's on in the background and nobody notices. And I don't think you can ignore Expedition. I think, you know, it's a very strong kind of finish to the album. Yeah. Um, and Prince didn't never performed it live, uh, but then you know by the time you get to the following year, you know Musicology is out and his and his focus has shifted entirely, and he's got a brand new band, and you know the whole thing has kind of like changed for him. So I you know I can't imagine halfway through a Musicology show him just throwing out eight minutes of Expedition <laughs> would be particularly helpful. I, I suppose the digital only release tells us what we need to know. It was just something fun he was doing on the side and not something he was trying to push yeah, yeah. and you know, i mean you know even newS like each of the i think three out of the four tracks got performed maybe once and even then people were slightly unsure because you know those tracks are so long people were like well i think i heard a couple of minutes of this track <laughs> Um, so, you know, I just, I feel like if Prince was going to kind of, um, you know, maybe like say in 2013, if he'd have done a tour where he was just doing expectation beginning to end, then maybe that would work. But it's just very hard to kind of throw a jazz (laughs) instrumental into a tour. I think, I think that was the issue he probably had. Um, so I feel like we've said about as much as we can about Expedition. Um, so let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug in? No, not really. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter for Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure where you would, at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here today. Yes, have a great day. And otherwise, goodbye. Goodbye.